Hey guys, welcome back to the Scott's Morning Show. It's Saturday, December 1st, 2018, and it's World AIDS Day today, so happy World AIDS Day. I hope you're having a good one. Let's jump into some birthdays. We'll get into AIDS a little later, but let's, uh, let's jump into some birthdays. First up, we got Nestor Carbonell turning 51 today, so he played Richard in Lost. And uh, he played the mayor in The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. This dude looks... I swear to God, either they do the same fucking eyeliner to make this dude look like a pirate, or he's just got, like, natural eyeliner that makes his ass look like a pirate. I have no idea. But uh, I, I could swear that he was in something else. I was looking for it. I couldn't find it. But, man, I, I know I saw this dude... Because it was at the same time, um, Lost and Supernatural, you had that same dude playing the devil in both, but, uh, I'm pretty sure Richard was too, I don't remember. Lost was fucking good, huh? Besides that fucking last episode. (laughs) Oh man, that shit sucked. Uh, let's jump back into it here. Sarah Silverman's turning 48 today. Now, I know that, uh... I was listening to the Joe Rogan show, and um, they were saying that Burt Burt Kreischer, the comedian Burt Kreischer, they said that uh, somebody had fucked with his Wikipedia page and made him like 10, 20 years older than he really is. I don't know, Sarah Silverman could be 48 today, but, uh, you know, probably quite a few of these are fucking wrong. I don't know. I don't know how Wikipedia works. All I know is you guys are getting the facts as Wikipedia sees them. <clears throat> okay, next up we got Zoe Kravitz. The daughter of Lenny Kravitz is turning 30 today. A couple years younger than me and doing way better in life. She was Angel in X-Men First Class. Um, and then she was the one of the brides in Mad Max Fury Road. And then... Um, She's Lita Lestrange in the Potterverse. Well, the new Potterverse. Fucking Fantastic Beasts version. I don't know. They might add a picture of Lita Lestrange somewhere back in the original Potters. And she was fucking younger than Harry Potter. So, I don't know. Um, Yeah, it's been some good movies. Movies I like. I saw that new fucking uh, Fantastic Beasts movie on Thanksgiving. That is... That's like a fucking trailer for the next movies they're going to come out with, dude. I'd watch that trailer for that movie, and man, it was fucking amazing. It's still a good movie, but goddamn, it just like leaves you wondering. And I hope to God, because I I didn't watch Harry Potter when that shit came out, but I watched the fucking uh, Lord of the Rings back when I was a teenager. And you had to wait like three years for the Lord of the Rings, and then... uh, the fucking, uh, Harry Potter, that shit was, like, every year, so I don't remember when they came out with the last Fantastic Beasts, but, uh, hopefully they're doing that shit every year, man, because I don't want to wait no three, three years, like a, a Nolan film or something, but that does it for the birthdays today, uh, let's get through some history. In 1834, slavery abolished, Abolition Act of Cape Colony took place. And then in 1865 in Raleigh, North Carolina, 
Shaw University, speaking of X-Men First Class, uh, it was founded and it became the first black university in the South. And then uh, we got 1913, the first moving assembly line was introduced by Ford Motor Company. And we couldn't go a day without some some airplane drama here. We got 1974. Northwest Airline Flight 6231 and TWA Flight 514 crash into each other. 92 people died on the one plane. <sighs> and the other plane, it just had the three crew. So that's pretty shitty. And then uh, here's some interesting fact. I didn't know this, but 1977 Pinwheel came on air, so it's now called Nickelodeon. The first Nickelodeon was named Pinwheel. I didn't know that. Uh, what do we got now? I wonder when they changed. I should have fucking looked that up. I'm a dummy. I should have fucking... Because I, I could swear, even when I was a little kid, it was Nickelodeon. I wonder if that was, you know, Pinwheel at all when I was alive. I have no idea. Okay, 1981, flight 1308 crashed, killing all 180 people on board. And then uh, 1988, the first World AIDS Day was announced worldwide. <clears throat> yeah, that shit's pretty scary, huh? I mean, that's like a fucking... Uh, uh, fucking disease that fucking mutates and shit as antibodies go towards it. That's pretty crazy. Okay, so today we're going to be... I didn't want to look in the news. The news was pretty fucking boring. We had one, uh, an update about that woman who walked into the wrong, wrong apartment. She was a cop and shot the dude sitting on his couch watching fucking TV. Like, <laughs> goddamn. you imagine that shit, dude? you imagine, because the door was ajar, so she just walks into this house and shoots this dude, turns on the lights and realizes she's not in her fucking house? Like, fucking A, that would be crazy, like, ah, that would suck, that is a big oopsie there, but, uh, yeah, there was nothing else, man, we got so much of this political bullshit, they're all just smashing each other, it's fucking ridiculous, it shouldn't even be called news at this point, it should just be opinions, um, but yeah, so we're gonna go through, what are we doing today, we're doing... The three months I've spent in my life uh, in Berkeley. So this is three different times, but uh, they were spaced out differently. But let's jump into it here. So <clears throat> this shit had all started, right? We were in the carnival. Me and my buddy's tensions, who was in the carnival with me, were pretty high. He had just like... I, I ran the balloon game, right? <clears throat> so every morning I was a smoker. And I had to blow up hundreds and hundreds of balloons. And he was talking to the other guy, and he grabbed a dart and threw it sideways and popped like fucking seven of my balloons. And if you're listening, you son of a bitch, you deserved it. But So I picked up, I had this one really heavy wooden dart that I would use when I was doing, like, showing people how easy it was to fucking pop the balloons and shit. 
And I threw it at him, and it fucking hit him in the elbow, and the whole needle went <laughs> went into his elbow, and he had to pull it out. And then he like threw a softball at me and missed. That was his game. He, you, uh, that's a a trick too. If uh, you're throwing the softball into the bucket, they've got tennis balls in the back, so it bounces. So you want to backspin that ball so it hits just in the corner, the very tip of the bucket, and then it'll go in every time. I mean, we had to learn all these fucking games. So, I mean, I'd be able to throw the fucking softball into the bucket every time and show everyone how easy it was. But let's get back into the story here. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so I, I wanted to leave. We, we owed this dude money. And I told my buddy, hey, I'm, I'm going to leave. And he came with me. <clears throat> and we hitchhiked. And uh, I wanted to go to... Um, I wanted to go to San Francisco. Because, like I said, when I was... When I was a young punk rock kid, nobody really left our town. If, and if they did, they went to Hollywood. So we didn't have traveling kids. But I had seen this Green Day documentary when, like... I was like 12 or 13, and it showed them all at Gilman Street, and it was a lot like our scene, except they, you know, they were all hanging out on the street, drinking 40s every day, and so I just wanted to go check out San Francisco, and like live on Gilman Street, right next to where they had the shows there, at 924 Gilman, um, so we get there, and then uh, we, we f- actually make it, the first day we make it to Sanford or to Berkeley, uh, to where they're having the shows and they're having a show. So we had taken our $20 draws in the morning. So we each had 20 bucks and there was some other money, but we're not going to get into that. Cause that was some legal shit that came up later. But, uh, <clears throat> um, so we had to buy a membership to get into this fucking club. So we spent our $2 and then we had to pay the show price to get in, and we had our backpacks and shit, and we, like, you know, put them in the corner, and fucking walk into this show, and there's this fat guy in a dress with pigtails doing this screamo music shit that we had never fucking seen before, but it's a whole, like, scene of these guys wearing dresses and fucking, like, dressing like women, and it was fucking, it was weird as shit, dude. And there's a lot of kids there and shit. And then, you know, we stayed through the whole show. And then afterwards, we're like asking all these kids like, hey, where's everyone sleeping at? Where's everyone sleeping at? And they end us up. This one dude ends up telling us that we're 10 years too late. Like, it's not like that anymore. So (coughs) we ended up. uh, um, We ended up. Finding some dumpster cage, I remember it was the first night we like slept out on the road and it was in a recycling dumpster cage so we had all this cardboard and we just like tore all this cardboard out and laid in the dumpster cage until the dude came in the morning and fucking (laughs) was throwing away trash. Um, But then we're, we're walking around, somebody had told us that all the street kids were hanging out down on Telegraph near Dwight, uh, by People's Park, and the dude in the carnival had told us that he'd been to People's Park, 
and all the hippies would uh, sleep up in the trees. So <laughs> we're fucking, we're high as shit, right? And we're walking around, we find People's Park, and we're walking around in People's Park looking up in the trees and shit for like clubhouses. I don't, I don't know what the fuck we're looking up there for. But uh, yeah, like the first couple days, we didn't see anyone. And then finally we met these scumfuck kids. And these kids are like, like the scumfuck kids are the craziest street kids. Like, yeah, I mean, the name fucking gives it all away. But uh, we had ended up, so the, I think the second or the third night, we had ended up sleeping on the college campus. <coughs> and we didn't know anyone yet. And, uh, the cops came and woke us up at like two or three in the morning. And, um, so my buddy, my buddy had a lot of shit. I had thrown most of my shit away at this point. And, uh, he had stored some shit in some drain. I don't, I don't fucking remember. I just remember I was with these street kids, these scum fucks the next night. And, uh, we're drinking a half gallon and my buddy's off looking for fucking uh, the shit he had hid. And um, they're all talking about how they have like hepatitis C and AIDS or HIV. And, uh, you know, I'm a d- young, dumb kid. And I'm like, can I get that shit from sharing a bottle with you guys? And they're all telling me, yeah, fuck, yeah, of course you can, dude. <laughs> Oh man, I was I was a little worried at this point, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I got I got tested after we got off the road, and I was fine. But uh, <laughs> I, was, I was a little nervous at this point. So uh, so before my buddy gets back, the cop comes and he fucking takes away this dude pug, and he dumps our half gallon in the gutter. And this other guy, uh, he had one arm. And he could roll a cigarette with one arm, but he had straws, so we started drinking the shit out of the gutter with straws. <coughs> um, yeah, there was this dude, Spider. He died a little bit later, but we tri- we hung out with him for fucking like a month. He was a cool dude, but he was fucking crazy. Um, yeah, and he had this fourteen. He was like twenty six or some shit tw- in his late twenties. He had this 14-year-old girlfriend, and that chick was like, I mean, she was done, dude, because this dude spider had hepatitis and, uh, hep C and, and HIV, and I saw her later, and she'd, like, changed her life and became this, like, hippie fucking raver girl. She was down in Venice, and I remember feeling so bad, because, like, that girl's dead, dude. By now, that girl is fucking dead. Um... But yeah, we were hanging out with them for a while, and then we met these, uh, we met these crusty kids, which are a little bit more PC, um, you know, they were, they were cool kids, we were hanging out with them for a while, and, um, then we would start going every, like, Tuesday or Thursday or some shit, I don't really remember the day, but they had this day camp for street kids, so we would all go, and there were these college kids that were doing it for some sort of credit or some shit, but they would, like, give us fucking, uh, like, cliff bars and, like, granola bars and shit and juice boxes, 
And then they had a radio, so we'd take turns put playing our tapes. So you'd have like Gigi Allen playing in this day camp. And then they would practice, um, they would practice acupuncture. And I tried that shit a couple times, man. And it would, they were not very good at the acupuncture shit. But you would like lay in the back and, you know, they'd put the needles in you. And I'm pretty sure they lit them on fire afterwards and you'd sit there for a little bit. But they would also wash your feet, and uh, I don't know why the fuck I did that, but I remember years later thinking, because they would have a bucket, they'd wash your feet, and then they'd go dump the bucket out and wash the next person's feet in the same fucking bucket with the same sponge and everything. <clears throat> and I remember thinking, like, all of these kids have, at, you know, at least hepatitis or HIV, one of the two, you know, most of them not most of them, at least half of them did, right, um, and I remember him talking about how not even a bleach kit would kill the, one of them, and so, like, I, I don't know how the fuck, when I got tested, I was fine, but I was, um, so yeah, we're going to this little day camp thing every once a week, and we're fucking playing our music, and we got our juice boxes, and we're all fucked up, um, and then, uh, and then, then we did the protest thing in San Francisco, which I've already talked about a million times on this thing, but uh, we were all supposed to go under John Doe, and me and my buddy were both 17, but he went to the adult jail because he had some legal problems going on, and he was the only one that fucking, um, that went under John Doe that night. Everyone else, you know gave him the name, we got out, and we got, like, a misdemeanor terrorist traffic violations, there were, like, three or four obstructing traffic and all this other bullshit, um, but I went to a show with this other kid in Berkeley, so my buddy's sitting in jail, and I went to this badass show in, like, a bookstore, and there was, like, a hundred kids in this bookstore, and you're, like, fucking, uh, dick to butt in this bookstore like all the way up to the band there's people going up and and then uh I got really drunk and we stayed in this this like hippie co-op thing where it was just like a warehouse building and I remember there was this one girl that was sleeping up so like when you walked into this building they had like a waiting room so it looked like a reputable business and that was just like a framed in like I don't know, you know, 10 by 10 by 8 foot tall thing, and then when you walked through the other door, it was just like this warehouse where a bunch of street kids lived, and uh, the yeah, the one girl was sleeping up on the top of that building, I thought, it was a really cool warehouse, I don't know why I went so far into that, because we didn't really do anything, we went to bed, and then fucking, I left and never went back, but, um, so then what happened? Um, yeah, I guess then we were just hanging out a little bit, but then St. Patrick's Day came, and I'm with those crusty kids, and we're having a fucking, like, a great time, you know, that was the first time we did the Church of Malt Liquor, so we were walking up to people, we had our little sign, Church of Malt Liquor, uh, you'd be like, hey, have you heard of the church, the church of malt liquor, salvation through inebriation, my brother, come one, come all, you couldn't spare a dollar for a pint, and it was St. Patrick's Day, we're in front of a bar, we're getting drinks, we're getting money, like, 
we were, it was a good night, but uh, my buddy comes running by, and he had some Iranian dude chasing after him, he had stolen a Butterfingers, and uh, he ended up sleeping the whole night in the free box, and this dude was like, my buddy that I was with, he was constantly missing all these like really cool things we were doing, you know, he was in some sort of trouble, and then we like, I don't know, you know, once it was late, late at night, we all hung out on the staircase and fucking got drunk, had a real good time, and then uh, we walked back to this, um, uh, no, I think we, I think we slept up in the forest in the old gym, by the old gym on the Berkeley campus that night, I don't remember, we would either sleep there or we would sleep, um, there was a place, you'd have to walk all the way to Oakland, like right by Emeryville, and there was this big like box culvert under the freeway that we would sleep in. Um, okay, yeah, so then, I, you know, I don't remember in which order this shit went, but, so me and my buddy, you know, we're, I don't know, at this, at this point, I don't know what the fuck was wrong with me, but... My buddy had had the money because he had done something. I'm, we're not going to get into that. But uh, And just for the record, if he is listening, he told me, I asked him after he got in trouble, hey, why didn't you tell me about this before you did it? And he said, because I know you would tell me it was a bad idea. And it was a bad idea, for the record. Um, but... So he, he had this money, he had the money, and he'd bought this thing of cigarettes, and this was this, like, butterfly rolling tobacco, it was like, it had, like, string in it, it was the weirdest shit ever, but it was, like, the cheapest stuff you could buy in Berkeley, and he asked me to roll a cigarette, and I freaked out on him, it was like, you just had a cigarette, so me and him are about to get into this fight, you know, right, right on the middle of Telegraph and Dwight, so it's like right by the Amoeba Records, and behind that is People's Park, and then there's a salad place on the one corner, and a bookstore on the other corner, and uh, Zebra Tattoo right next to it, it's like a downtown, right on the college, the main boulevard, and these college kids, these kids wearing their jerseys, they're like in football or whatever, um, they start saying, yeah, kick his ass, kick his ass. So me and my buddy both turn and we start walking through the traffic. Because traffic there, it's all one-way streets. And it's bumper to bumper. And we're like, fuck you, fuck you. So um, these kids come over to fight us. And I, I had my spoon fork knife. But at this point, I had lost the part with the knife on it. So I pulled out my spoon fork knife. I'm super fucked up at this point. And uh, I open it up and I got my spoon out. And I'm chasing these two college kids around cars in the middle, like in the middle of Telegraph and Dwight at this point. And I look over and my buddy's fighting this other dude. And he like grabbed him by the shirt. And I mean, I'm, I don't really remember a whole lot of this. Some of this is from what he told me, but he was hitting him in the face. So I ran over and I jumped on this dude's back. And I guess from what my buddy says is I started clawing, clawing him in the face and biting the back of his neck. And he was, he was like a big, big dude. And, uh, 
So he's spinning around in circles and my legs are like dangling off the back of him. And he's saying, the bum is biting me, the bum is... <laughs> Man, I wish I wish we had fucking cameras and phones back then. Because that would have been a funny, funny thing to do. You got this big fucking jock dude with this... I mean, I weighed like 120 pounds soaking wet maybe back then. And I'm like on his back clawing him and he's spinning around in circles trying to get me off screaming um yeah uh oh okay so then somebody yelled the cops came and all of us left and um i remember there was a cop walking right behind my buddy and i was like you know the smart guy I was i was i was like i'm going to seem inconspicuous i'm going to right walk right behind this cop that's walking behind my buddy and uh so he goes and that dude spider was off like nodding out uh next to a tree and he goes and sits next to him and, and then i just kept following behind this cop like i was minding my own business for a while but uh yeah, and then there was another night we went to, um, we went to this, like, college, it was like a PC, you know, you got the college activist people, but they were having this, I don't, I don't even know, like, party or something, but I'm pretty sure it was, Ryan Harvey was playing, and then there was another kid, so we sat in this big, like, foyer thing, right on the boulevard of Berkeley, uh, on Telegraph, and, uh, we drank wine, and we're, like, eating cheese and chocolate and shit, it was pretty weird, (laughs) there was a, we went with another couple of street kids, so it was, like, all these, like, upper class college kids, and then these four street kids that are fucking having, like, a, you know, a good, uh, higher upper class, party thing, that was weird, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun, and then we had to leave, my buddy had to go back home for some shit, and, um, so we spent the last night in that box culvert under the freeway, it was right next to the BART station on, uh, on Telegraph in Oakland, so, I mean, that should be, I don't remember, I think it started with an M, I don't remember what that BART station his name was, but, uh, yeah, we had a good time, man, we were all sleeping under there, there was, like, I don't know, 10, 15 of us, and we're all hanging out, and, uh, the one dude, Ferret, had brought in one of the girls from the, um, crusty day camp thing back, and, you know, we're fucking drinking, and we're listening to ACDC, we had a little fucking radio, and, yeah, it was a good time, and then we were gonna hop out, the next morning, they were going to Portland, and we were going back to Lancaster, and I remember thinking, I mean, my life would be totally different, but I was really thinking of just going to Portland with those guys, but I didn't, uh, I played, you know, I was a nice guy, so we ended up sleeping on this train, they took off, like, within two hours, and we're there all night, finally a train going south rolls in, we sleep on this train, and wake up, and it's still not fucking going, and my buddy needs to be back kinda quick, so he had money, like, we both had had money stored away in our socks from this thing, (coughs) and, uh, we ended up going 
just riding a bus back took us to East LA and then his mom had picked us up because she needed the fucking, um, he, he had some stuff going on, some more serious shit. And, uh, yeah, so then I just fucking slept at the park and house to house when we were back in Lancaster. And then we went up to the Rainbow Gathering. I, uh, told you guys about that story. And then after the gathering, we went to Chico and we met these kids and we were hanging out with them. You know, we were all, they'd just gotten out of the Rainbow Gathering and there was like eight of us. And so we had eight, eight kids and three dogs and this one kid, Aaron, he had a a dog. It was a fighting dog at first. So her, her name was Kida, but they had put in cigarettes out all over this dog and taught it not to like fucking, um, bark. I mean, it wouldn't make noise. It wouldn't fucking make noise. Right. So, uh, and then a prostitute owned it and then Aaron got it. And this dog was like so fucking loyal. I remember one time we might've been in Chico for this, but the construction workers woke up and she was chasing them through. This was like a, a multi-story framed-in building. And Kita was chasing the construction workers through this building. And uh, yeah, one time she got hit by a car at like 30 miles an hour. This dude, like, he almost hit Aaron. He was just going through. And the dog, like, kind of flew to the side. And then it got up and just stared the fucking car driver down. One time I was holding him, this was probably in Chico too, but Aaron went into the, he had a fake ID, so he was buying our beer, and uh, I was holding all three of the dogs, and then Kita like took off, and went through into the 7-Eleven, and jumped on the fucking counter of the 7-Eleven, and just stared the cashier down, just like, you know, I mean, it was a bulk bulked out dog, so it, like, was, like, flexing and, like, fucking staring, staring the dude down, it was crazy, but, uh, yeah, where was I going with that, okay, so, yeah, we're traveling with these kids from Chico, um, and it was Kita, butt flap, and then our dog, shit face, and, uh, our dog and butt flap were puppies, <clears throat> but, uh, so we all decided we wanted to go to Berkeley, and, I mean, we had eight kids, we're not, you know, hitchhiking, or no, we all waited at the train yard in Orville, and then my wife didn't want to wait anymore, we were there for like a day or two, so we hitchhiked, and we made it to Berkeley first, and we're just hanging out in Berkeley, and then uh, Chad, Cassie, and Aaron had ended up hitchhiking, and they made it, they made it there a couple days later, and I remember they woke me up, so we were sleeping like in this grass area that was behind a church at that point in time. And uh, me and my wife were sleeping and Chad and Aaron come and wake me up and they're like, dude, we got some crack. And uh, fucking, it was just in this like little metal piece, little metal pipe, weed pipe. <laughs> and I was like, dude, there's, there's fucking nothing left here. Because I had wanted to try it at this point in time. I had never, never had it yet. And... Um, so then finally, America and my buddy Jeremy and this girl Dizzy show up from, uh, they had, 
they had caught the train and made it to Sacktown, and then they spent some time in Sacktown. So they finally made it. I mean, this was, I don't know, a week later. I, I, I don't remember, but uh, uh, let me get caught up here. I wrote some cliff notes down. They're all back. Okay, so then we're just hanging out. You know, we got all of us. We're doing stupid shit. Like, I remember one time, uh, one of our dogs had taken a shit in the middle of the, uh, in the middle of the sidewalk, right next to the dog park on, off a telegraph. And so (laughs) there was, I mean, we were traveling with a bunch of kids at this point in time, and we, like, strategically placed ourselves So these people would have to, like, walk through us in this, like, zigzag to get through the sidewalk. And the shit was, like, right in the middle where they couldn't see it. And fucking, you know, everybody saw it and fucking dodged it. And then this dude in fucking sandals stepped in it and he looked back and there's, like, all of us there. I mean, he wasn't saying shit, you know, but, uh... Yeah, I mean, it's just stupid shit like that. We, I mean, we would... That was so cool. We met this dude, um, John motherfucking Ryan. There were another couple kids we were hanging out with. So we're like, we're like just sitting on the boulevard on the sidewalk with like, you know, 10 to 15, 20 kids. And we're just smoking and f- smoking weed and drinking. And, you know, we have all our shit in Dix- Dixie cups and... Got uh, vodka and beer and weed, and we're just having a damn good time, man. And uh, we, I had found this Oscar the Grouch doll in the free box, and uh, this that dude Ryan made this thing up, and Chad used to play guitar, and he would, uh, his song was, well, I say, hey, hey, but Oscar, he say, give me your money, bitch. And then... Uh, and then he would walk up to people with the little puppet and be like, give me a dollar, poop dick. I mean, we were just having so much fun, man. We were wasted. I mean, we I remember, like, I'd be there just out of my mind. I don't even know what's going on. And I got my pants, like, off right on the boulevard, sewing my fucking pants up and shit. It was crazy. But uh, uh, that was probably the funnest time I'd ever had period when I was a teenager. And, uh, so then one, one morning we, I used to have to walk my dog. So we would sleep over there behind that church in the grass. Or at that point we were sleeping up on this staircase and, uh, my dog would wake me up at like five in the morning, every morning. And, uh, I'd go take her for a walk in people's park. And by that time you couldn't sleep in people's park overnight. The cops would go through there multiple times a night. But uh, once it was like five in the morning, I could sleep there and then everybody else would meet me over there. Um, And then I was sleeping over there and everybody woke me up, or my my buddy America woke me up and they had all this change and pennies and dimes and shit. Like, hey dude, we're going to buy you some crack and this dude who I was selling weed to college kids through, he was selling rock at uh, People's Park, he was selling us $2 five rocks, and this other girl had ended up fucking, uh, she had put in too, so we got like a 10 rock, and we rolled it in a top, 
and it's it's like fucking six in the morning. It's the first time I'm smoking crack. I'm dead sober. I got really charged. I remember that was a good a good little time there. But uh, yeah. So then what happened? Okay. So at this point, right, we we're dumb kids, and we're gonna save up for this bus. My buddy Jeremy knows this dude because he was working for an auto wrecking yard to pay off his shit. And he knows this dude who's got a school bus for $500. And our big game plan is we're going to uh, we're going to drive around the country in this $500 bus that probably doesn't fucking run. And, um, and give socks to all the street kids. I mean, that's how much nice people we were. We were going to go give socks to street kids. But... Uh, so we'd been saving for this shit for a long time, and then it was Chad's birthday towards the end, and at this point in time, everybody sort of wants to go do their own thing. Like, my buddy wanted to go to the East Coast, my wife and I wanted to go back to um, back to Berkeley, and then Chad and Cassie, I know Chad's mom was like a flight stewardess, so I think they were like... I don't know what the fuck they were doing. I think they were going to go to, like, one of those spring break islands or some shit. I, I I don't fucking remember. They ended up breaking up before uh, before we left. And they were, like, super preppy kids. Like, they were. it was weird because they're hanging out with us. And they've got these huge backpacks filled with, like, all this designer clothing and shit. It, I don't know how the fuck... Well, I remember meeting up with them, but I don't know why the fuck they were hanging out with us. Um, but Chad had the guitar. We were making bank with Chad. Um, so we were saving for the bus. Okay, and then we, we had this party. We're all going our separate ways. And we had, at this point, we had like hundreds of dollars saved up for this bus that we were going to buy. So I had went did some day work and I had 40 in my own dollars and I put that all on rock and we got I mean half gallons like four half gallons and we had tons of 30 boxes and we had ounce of the good weed and a whole bunch of trim and like we were fucking partying man in people's park and then me and that dude Aaron had went into the bathroom we found these crackheads and we were using their crack pipe and we're just getting charged out of our fucking mind. And Aaron's, like, lips are starting to smack at this point. And uh, my buddy walked in that I went to the carnival with. And um, he was taking a piss. And I asked him if he wanted any. And they had bought an ecstasy. But I guess that shit ended up being bunk. And, uh, yeah, it was a good night. I mean, we ended up, like, me and my wife got into a fight. And I'm all charged out, fucking storming through... Berkeley all over the place and then I found her next to these like project buildings and the crackhead was there and I was all pissed off at that crackhead dude for like taking this little grain of grain of rock from me so I made him like me and my wife were like screaming at each other and I told that crackhead dude he had to give me half of his shit and uh he was like standing there while we're screaming at each other and uh, I'm, he had a, a tall can, and, like, I took half of his cigarettes. And 
he was trying to leave with the talk and I was like, where the fuck are you going, bitch? Oh man, it was, it was a crazy night. Um, but then, yeah, so after that party, we all kind of split up and then me and my wife were by ourselves again and we end up going to Emeryville. So we're walking to Emeryville. We're going to hop. That's where the train yard is. We're going to hop out of there and go south to, uh, to Venice, because we got some other friends from our hometown that are supposedly in Venice at this point, and, um, so we, we walk down there, and right before we get into the train yard, we're, like, walking on the fenced-off portion of the train yard, some lady comes in this nice-ass car, and she's like, hey, come here, and she gives us probably, like, I mean, way, well over an eighth of nug, and, uh, so we're getting high, and then we end up leaving, we wait in the train yard, she didn't want to wait any longer, so we try to hitchhike out, and, I mean, we're there for weeks, man, it took us two weeks to get out of Berkeley, right? Um, so then we're standing by a freeway entrance, and there's a home bum on the other corner trying to go the opposite direction, and I walk up to him, and I ask him if we can buy any weed, and he gives us, like, a small little handful and puts it in there and this is just trim so then I give him the five dollars and uh he's like oh I didn't know you were gonna pay for it so he fills this like shopping bag he's just like turns his backpack over and like half fills this shopping bag with trim and uh this was good trim up there in Berkeley I mean there was like nug shake all throughout it it was really good stuff but, uh, yeah, so then we ended up getting high, and we slept at this park in this, like, blueberry bush that had been hollowed out, so we're just getting high and eating blueberries and having a good time, and, uh, then we go the next day, I mean, it could have been before, I don't know what fucking day it is, but we're all high and trying to get out, and, uh, some kids bring us plates of SpaghettiOs, that was pretty cool, and then, then we ended up getting out, well, actually, Fuck, this lady in a, in a uh, VW van came, picked us up, and I don't know what the fuck, this lady was like on a good one or something, but when we're on Golden Gate Bridge, she freaks out all of a sudden and tells us to get out of her car, and she starts screaming, so we're like on the middle of the bridge, the driving portion of the bridge where we're not supposed to be and a uh, cop comes, and um, motorcycle cop comes, and he, we tell him the story, and we ended up having to get a car, a squad car to take us off of the bridge, but uh, my wife, you know, had thrown away all of that shit for good reason, I mean, these cops, nine times out of ten, they search you when they're pulling you over, but, um, <laughs> so then it takes quite a while to get to Venice, We get to Venice, we sleep there for a night, there was this cracked out juggalo dude we were hanging out with, he has like fucking full on face tattoos, and this is before face tattoos were sociably acceptable, you know, he's got like fucking clown shit all over his face, and we meet up with uh, this girl and our buddy Black James, who was from where we lived, and uh... That's That was what he liked to be called, so don't try to fucking get all racist with me or some shit, but... So then, uh, we're ending up sleeping in this lady's... 
they're in this girl's car. She has a car who James is hanging out with. And we're going up to Portland, right? And I'm asleep. And I'd already been in Berkeley for fucking, like, months at this point. I want nothing to do with fucking Berkeley at this point. And I fall asleep in the car. And then we just wake up in Berkeley, dude. I wake up and we're like on the side of the road, a cop's knocking on the window, and then, like, finally I realize we're back in Berkeley. (laughs) I'm not a happy camper at this time, but, yeah, that's pretty much the same shit, you know, different day. We tried to go to a show, and that didn't work out. Um, Yeah, I mean, there wasn't really anything that memorable. Everybody I had known had already left, this is pretty late after the gathering, and yeah, I I mean, I pretty much didn't know any of the other kids that were hanging out there at the time, so we stayed there for a week or two, and then I just, like, I was in Portland, I don't remember how the hell I got to Portland, but then that bitch ended up leaving us, my, my wife was really close friends with this girl, I fucking hated that girl, but, uh, she ended up ditching us for these other kids, And, uh, so it was just me, my wife, and James, and that's a story for another day. But, uh, yeah, that is, um, that is my story of my time in Berkeley. So I probably lived there for, I don't know, three months out of my life, and it was pretty fun, man. It was a lot of fun. Berkeley, like, you live like a king when you're homeless in Berkeley. It's fucking, it's just an amazing place. I didn't tell you guys about, so we were, we would always hang out right by People's Park on Telegraph and Dwight. We were either at the park or we were on that corner. And then like we would go to this part in Shattuck on Shattuck Boulevard every once in a while. But, um, when you'd walk down, I don't remember which direction was which when I was there, but, uh, you'd walk closer towards the college. There was this area where, um, where, uh, they had, we called it Chinese food alley, but it was all these restaurants and it was a cul-de-sac and then everybody would eat their food outside in this little alley. So we would just walk through there and you'd find like half eaten plates of food all the fucking time. And then me and this guy ugly used to, this got burned out pretty quick, but we'd sit in front of the salad store and people would give us like their leftovers, which these were big, like, $20 salads, so you'd get, like, a whole fucking box full of salad, but we would sit, sit outside, and that's where we were spanging, and then we would watch the people inside, and they would leave their plates, so as soon as they left, me and him would walk into the salad store and start eating their, their food that they left, and, yeah, that lasted probably four or five times until, um, that got burned, and then, uh, People's Park, uh, they would serve fucking Food Not Bombs was there, like, two or three times a day, every day, so you'd get some sort of vegan, like, curry meal, and then there was this Indian temple place that used to feed you, um, rice and curries, I mean, there was food all over the place, man, it was, it was crazy, like, we just had a bunch of fun, I mean, it was like a non-stop party from the time you woke up until the time you went to bed, 
and we'd sleep up at that old gym. That was super cool. Uh, one time we were, <clears throat> here's another story. So we're, it's when we're rolling with all these kids that we came from, uh, Chico with, and we were up at the old gym before we went into the like little wooded area to go to sleep and we're all drinking and hanging out and these cops come and me and my buddy Aaron and, uh, and, uh, Chad were up there and the cops come and they say, is anybody up there? And Chad walks down and, and then, uh, you know, they go on talking, they're questioning everybody. And then my buddy Aaron freaks out cause he's like, they're going to take my dog away. So he stands up and the cops are like, why are you hiding up there? The whole fucking thing. He walks down and then, uh, the cops are like, if there's anybody else up there, you're going to get in a lot of trouble if you don't get down right now. So I stand up and I'm walking down and I'd got poked by something. And the old gym is where everybody would go to shoot dope. So I'm asking the cop. I told him, uh, fucking, uh, um, I, I got poked by something. Can you check my arm? And obviously this dude thinks that I'm shooting dope up there, you know, and he's shining the flashlight on my arm. And, uh, everybody's fucking laughing. You got these bike cops fucking with us and we were all fucking drunk just hanging out. Um, shit, yeah, I don't know what else happened. There was so much shit that happened there. I was always fucking blacking out and... Yeah, it was just a party, man. We were actually happy at that point. It's not like we were just drunk and trying to black out. I don't know, it was good times. But, shit, I've dragged this on for like 50 minutes. Uh, I got a lot of work to do today, so you guys have a good one. Um, I'll be back to you tomorrow. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk about tomorrow, but I'll be back with you tomorrow. Um, Have a good day. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at scotthay86. And uh, please like, subscribe, share, and leave a comment. Take it easy.